Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. Saturday, December 3rd, Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith are ready to break down a massive, as it usually is, Saturday NHL card. And it is a big one and a lot of very good games on the slate as well for this Saturday. We've got 13 games on the NHL slate for a Saturday. Uh, and looking forward to breaking down the card as we always do. Sides, totals, player props. The only show on a weekend breaking down every single game for you right here the ice guys each and every day seven days a week uh let's get to it we will start with the anaheim ducks taking on the minnesota wild minnesota minus 280 home favorites here six the total this is by the way the only afternoon game in the nhl today everything else is at night this is one of those classic early uh, afternoon matinee affairs in minnesota something that has become very commonplace for them uh, either a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon game. Uh, Minnesota trying to uh, keep the uh, win streak going. They played some better hockey lately, although, again, the schedule come up a little bit light for them. But uh, the last couple uh, that they've played, uh, they've been able to uh, get the job done. Not a great performance against Arizona last weekend, but a win 4-3. Much better against Edmonton, 5-3 victory the other night against the Oilers. You know, taking advantage of an inconsistent Oilers team that, you know, defensively comes and goes. That's basically the way it's been for them uh, all season. And, of course, same thing for Jack Campbell. Hasn't exactly been a uh, great season from him in between the pipes. And uh, Minnesota ends up lighting him up for five goals in that game. Uh, Minnesota back to their scoring ways on home ice. This has been a long homestand for the Minnesota Wild, and this is the final game uh, of this homestand, a homestand where they played six games. They've gone four and two. So far on the homestand, looking to make it five and two uh, with a win today against Anaheim, which, you know, all things considered, they should get it. I mean, Anaheim is definitely struggling mightily, as we've talked about, been a wretched season for them. Six and 18 uh, overall, just two and 12 on the road. I mean, just absolutely brutal uh, away from home, the Anaheim Ducks. And it's just been a constant problem for them in terms of defending. Uh, The penalty kill is dead last in the NHL. That hasn't helped either. Uh, just a lot of problems right now for this Anaheim Ducks team. Uh, Philip Gustafson is confirmed in net. I got to be honest, he's actually uh, performed a little bit better than my own expectations. The numbers aren't bad. Uh, he's three and four in his starts, but 2.62 goals against average, 914 save percentage. Uh, you know, it'll be uh, his first start in four games after suffering that upper body injury. So we'll see how he fares here coming back from that injury. You know what I always say about goalies in this kind of situation? They could be on their game. They also could be a little bit off their game. You know, we talk about out of sync, haven't been in rhythm of starting, you know, like he was. He was starting to get into a nice little rhythm playing in a lot of games, and then he gets the injury, and now he's back for the first time. It could open the door for Anaheim to chip in a few goals. I certainly like Minnesota to find the back of the net, and I certainly like that this total opened six in a lot of spots. And at six, I'm a buyer on the over here. Uh, in this game with the Ducks and the Wild. Uh, make sure you shop around, see if you can still get sixes. There are still a couple of them that are out there uh, in terms of the uh, six with the uh, total in this game. Some books have moved to six and a half, but uh, I still like this game uh, over the total here uh, in this one and only afternoon game on this Saturday slate with Anaheim and Minnesota. Alex, uh, what do you like here, Ducks Wild? <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know what's with all these uh, 1 o'clock local starts during this homestand. This is the third one. I get for Black Friday, you know, you had the Sunday game, uh, which was also a game, a day where the Vikings were not playing. And now you have a third one in, in this homestand, which I guess gives Minnesota, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good look because if you're going to bounce back and be a playoff team, and we talk about this often with teams like Pittsburgh, Boston, Philly, New Jersey, Buffalo, who get these 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock local starts all the time. In the second half of the season, if you're a better team, you get kind of shifted around. It's not so much now. It was more in the NBC days. But you'll get shifted around and play these day games. I think that's good you know, muscle memory sometimes uh, to have some of those early day starts if you're not used to them. And I think you can catch some teams off guard, uh, especially a team like Anaheim where the internal clock's a little bit earlier. So uh, I like the, the over. I'm going to look for a live number of five and a half. Might have to grab that a little quicker than, than usual because we have seen uh, some high-scoring uh, you know, history between these two teams, seven and three to the first period over the last 10. I don't really like that look as much as I do the over for the full game, but I want to try to get a little bit better of a number. So I'm going to wait a couple minutes and, and, and see if it drops down to five and a half. Not looking for a plus price. I'm just looking for a five and a half number. So if I'm laying a dollar 20 or a dollar 25, well, that's the same price you'd be laying with a six right now. You're just getting a half a goal better. You wouldn't be pushing right on six. Something to factor into to the over, and it's also, I guess, a little piece of the puzzle why I like it. Jonas Brodeen might miss again for Minnesota uh, on the uh, blue line. And if you look at the three games he's missed this year, they all went over the total and not nearly as good defensively. This is one of the leaders in blocked shots as well uh, for the Minnesota Wild on the back end, Jonas Brodeen. So if he misses again on the blue line for Minnesota, I think that makes them a little bit weaker in their own end, just a little bit. Um, and then Anaheim might be able to uh, have a better chance to uh, – capitalize on that offensively if that is indeed the uh, case as far as the uh, props go in this game it's not a bad game to consider some props since i do think there's a chance we could see uh, some goals being scored uh, in this game so from a prop standpoint you know i would consider uh you know for anaheim uh Derek grant moved up to the second line with petrano and strome uh you know definitely worth a look henrique on the top line as well a little undervalued sam Steele centering the top line boldy nick Patain. And I always love saying that in the French accent. Nick Patin, Nicholas Patin uh, for Minnesota. Looks like they've got him on the second line today. Looks like uh, Dean Evison might move him up to play with Goudreau and Boldy uh, here in this game today. So this could be a situation where uh, with the increased ice time, the increased minutes, uh, he's able to make more of an offensive impact. And he got 14 minutes of ice time up on that line against Edmonton and got a point. Didn't score, but got a point was more noticeable. So those are the situations you like to take advantage of that maybe a guy like Nick Patin, Nick Patin, as I like to say, uh, definitely uh, able to uh, find the back of the net possibly with the uh, uh, bump up the lineup for Minnesota here today. All right, uh, next game here as we continue along, uh, the rest of the games taking place this evening, Toronto and Tampa Bay playoff rematch. Obviously, these teams played in the first round last year, a hard-fought seven-game series. You know, even though the Leafs, the narrative was, you know, another flop in the first round, I can't call that one as much of a flop. I mean, they laid it all out there. It was a seven-game series. It was a tight series. This game seven was a one-goal game. Heartbreaking, they came up just short. It's a better effort from the Leafs, even though it was another first-round exit. Uh, Tampa Bay minus 135 home favorites tonight, six the total. I'm going to take Toronto here. I do. I like the way they're playing. Obviously, it doesn't hurt that uh, they're going to be looking to avenge that playoff defeat last year. But more than anything, this is just a Leaf team that is really – Bought, bought into a nice team defensive style of play, believe it or not. And it took three defensemen getting injured for it to happen with Brody, um, 
Muzzin and, of course, Riley out, but they have definitely played some of their best stretch of hockey in terms of just playing as a five-man group in, in a, both ends of the ice. I mean, it's been very impressive to watch it. It's been very good to see for the Leafs that Sandine and Liljegren and Hall and Giordano, the big four defensemen that are really being asked to play more, more ice time, play in every situation for them have been able to uh, take advantage and, and been able to uh, get the uh, job done. So big time credit uh, to uh, Toronto for stepping up in this situation on the Tampa side. Uh, obviously uh, they're playing pretty good hockey themselves. Returning home from a mini road trip. Uh, they are now 14 and nine on the uh, season. Uh, they've won uh, seven of their last nine games. The only losses were to Boston twice, you know, a team that's been absolutely spectacular. So this won't be easy for Toronto, but and Tampa Bay, by the way, not only seven and two their last nine games, but a Tampa Bay team that hasn't played all year, this guy, but he looks like he is going to be back and make his season debut. Anthony Sorelli for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, known more for his defensive prowess. He can score too, obviously, very capable at that end of the ice, but it's what he does defensively and especially at playoff time. You saw how important he was, one of the better defensive forwards that this team has, and I think one of the better defensive forwards in the entire league. Anthony Sorelli, just a, a big-time difference maker, felt it at playoff time, and he is uh, back uh, from injury uh, here for Tampa Bay. Matt Murray, Andre Vasilevsky, by the way, uh, your goaltending matchup here in this game. Uh, Vasilevsky, not the season that we're accustomed to from him. He's been a little bit shaky, but 2.77 goals against 908 save percentage. For a lot of goalies, those are, those are really good numbers. For Vasilevsky, they're okay numbers. That's uh, the difference when you see him having uh, a – 277 goals against a 908 uh, save percentage. Um, you know, the Leafs, so this is a really good hockey game. Like I said, 7-2 and two Tampa, their last nine. Let's not sell the Leafs short, though. 10-5 and five in their last 15 games and only one regulation loss for Toronto in their last 15 games. That's damn impressive. I'll give them credit for that. Last 15 games, the Leafs, they've lost in regulation just once. So even the losses, they've been right there in every game. I just like the price. You know, the nice little playoff situation, uh, playing the Lightning for the first time since that loss. Murray is playing great right now, too. Let's not forget that. He's been very good in every single game, pretty much. He's been back for, since he came back from the injury. So I like the Leafs here. And playing with a ton of, not only to beat Tampa, but playing for Mitch Marner and his franchise record point streak, which he can get tonight. If he gets to 19-game point streak tonight with a point, that means he will uh, pass uh, Sittler and Olchek. Uh, for the uh, and standalone as the uh, franchise leader uh, in terms of consecutive game point streak. So if your books offer it, certainly maybe a Mitch Marner over one and a half points to get better value, Mitch Marner to score a goal. And I actually took that the other night, Mitch Marner to score a goal. You know, not the type of price I normally bet with goal score props plus 180, but it obviously you know made sense to bet it the other night with him looking to tie the point streak. Uh, and obviously probably worth that look again tonight, uh, considering he's looking to break uh, the consecutive game point streak in franchise history uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, you know, find Mitch Marner out there to score a goal. It's probably worth a look. Shop around for the best number. You can get as high as, you know, you can actually get plus 230 at points bet, plus 225 at FanDuel. You know, it's kind of surprising you can get him north of plus 200 in this game, considering what's at stake here for Mitch Marner and the chance to become uh, the all-time leader in consecutive game point scoring streak for this Toronto Maple Leafs franchise. So uh, definitely some Marner props worth a sprinkle in this game tonight as well. Alex, uh, what do you think here? Leafs and Lightning. 
Yeah, I'm stunned by that too. I'm actually probably going to grab a little piece of that because, like I said, if if he doesn't do anything early, and let's say they have a chance for an empty net, just like we saw the other, uh, for him to tie it, that the record, you know, they'll definitely be looking to give him the puck. Uh, it'll it'll be pretty much be everybody passing to him at that point. You know, we've seen that kind of happen with guys looking for a certain milestones. So, just that uh, scenario potential alone is worth a two to one shot. Uh, not to mention just the other, you know, possible 55 minutes of the game. So. Definitely looking at Marner uh, to get a goal, but also look at this over. Like I said, you know, Vasilevsky, for, for you know what it's worth, he's, you know, shown uh, a little bit of, of fatigue, a little bit of, of, of human, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, human, you know, uh, uh, just motion to the point where, you know, we can bet these overs now. He's you know, human remember? is what you're trying to yeah, say. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, is, like, you know, we saw six and a halfs and sevens forever with with these the Leafs and Lightning. And we were always saying, wow, well, you know, can we really trust the seven? We we tend to look under, especially with a goalie like Vasilevsky. They still were flyovers. So getting a six with these two teams and being the first meeting since the playoffs, you know, that there, we always talk about that angle. Usually earlier in the year when you have the rapid revenge from, you know, uh, a, a, a tough series, and then all of a sudden opening night, those two teams play together. Uh, the league likes to do that for the first couple of uh, nights of the year. But when you have one that goes on and, and a little bit longer, we're already two months in the season, and it's the first time the two teams are playing, there still can be some kind of bad feelings there, especially when you look at t- Toronto. Obviously, the entire broadcast are going to talk about the last time these two teams played and Toronto lost game seven and another first round playoff exit. You know, they're sick of hearing that shit in the locker room. They have to be. So I think they're going to come out guns blazing. I'm seeing at one shop bet online, a, a first period over uh, one and a half minus a dollar 28. That's a good price. If you can grab that. Otherwise I'd say wait and grab something live, but I think it's going to be a high scoring game. So I like the over six, uh, especially only laying a dollar 10 or better. You know what you factor into, and you make sure you you're. I, I pretty much know where, what what uh, where, who Mitch Marner is going to play with tonight. He's probably going to play on the second line again, and it's probably once again like he was the last game going to be with John Tavares and Nick Robertson. That looks like that's going to be the second line. I think you take Tavares and Robertson to score a goal too, because remember this is a point streak. So you know if there's an opportunity to if there if if he sees one of his line mates open uh, to be able to make a play to them. Instead of shooting the puck, Mitch will do that. Mitch is always a selfless player. He's for his whole career, he's been criticized at times for it. You pass the damn puck all the time. You got to shoot every now and then. You know, he's always been criticized for that, just being too much of a playmaker, uh, too unselfish. But in this case here, he just he needs a point, not necessarily a goal. So look at maybe Tavares and Robertson as goal score props. Tavares is north of plus 200 as well. Meanwhile, Nick Robertson, who's on that same line, he's plus 420 at Caesars. And we talk about it. He's been undervalued pretty much the entire time that he's been, uh, you know, on that line playing with uh, Tavares and um, uh, with uh, Marner as well. So I I think looking in that direction as well, a Tavares and Robertson goal prop might be uh, worth a look too. Because again, Marner's looking for points uh, more than anything else, whether they're goals, whether they're assists, (laughs) he'll take it. Uh, no question about that. <laughs> I like that. Al, some, Alex in the chat here. Is he, yeah, you're right. Dude. Sometimes you know what you want to say and the words don't come out. That was the case. Yeah. About <laughs> just, yeah, just had, yeah. Had, a, had, a, had a blank moment for a minute there. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that. I mean, you're, especially for me, when I'm doing a million shows during the course of the season, uh, yeah, you're going to have moments where uh, you're a little tongue-tied. All right, St. Louis and Pittsburgh uh, next up. Penguins minus 170 home favorites. A total has dropped to six here. 
uh, in this game with the uh, Blues and the uh, Penguins in this one. I kind of like the six now over because St. Louis is really playing a style of play where they're scoring and they're not defending all that well. And the goaltending has been a little bit shaky. Uh, Bennington's come back down to earth a little bit. The last few games have not been great from his perspective. Uh, Tristan Jari in net for Pittsburgh. Once again, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins give them credit. Slow start, bad start. First period trailing 2-0 against Vegas, but they were able to uh, basically uh, make up for it uh, and be able to uh, come back and get the uh, 4-3 victory uh, against uh, a very good Golden Knights team. And we kind of talked about it the other day, Alex, that maybe you rally around Chris Letang's situation a little bit. They even said it after the win, that in the third period, we kind of said, you know what? Let's try to get this game here and try to, you know, come together and show what we can do here in the, 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 with what's happened here for our teammate, uh, Chris Letang, with the stroke, with him obviously out indefinitely because of this. And they kind of use that as a rallying cry, if you will, and beating a good Vegas team very solid. So we'll see if they can carry that over. We know the Penguins have been uh, an inconsistent mess this year, up and down. There's been so many teams in the NHL this year that have been in that same boat. I mean, it really is amazing. There's been these one or two teams that have been consistent like Vegas and Boston, you know, and New Jersey. And then everybody else is a hodgepodge right now in the NHL. There's this huge collective of teams that have just been up and down, up and down one day. They're good. One day they're not. And I think you can say that about both of these teams. So I would honestly, in a game like this, say flip a coin, take the plus 150 and hope for the best. I mean, that's what I would look to do in a game like this. I'm not laying a buck 70 with an inconsistent team like Pittsburgh. If the roles were reversed, I wouldn't be looking to lay a minus 170 with St. Louis either uh, in this game. But I think in this game with two teams that you don't always know what you're going to get from one game to the next, I think looking toward uh, this game being a potential live dog spot just based on the fact that these two teams uh, one day they're up one day they're down I don't think that's the worst way to go looking at the plus price value and now with the total down to six I do have more interest in the over uh, Alex what do you think here Blues Penguin yeah I've, I've been looking at the Penguins the last few games uh, for live overs cash a great one uh, the other night with that Vegas Pittsburgh and, and looking at this one here like I said the number dropping to six now at, at a lot of shops that's even better. So now we can get a five and a half a little bit earlier. Uh, don't have to wait for a six or wait for a plus price necessarily. <coughs> Excuse me. But I would definitely, uh, you know, like I said, look to play this in anything would be live. Even side, like you said, 150 is a bit high uh, for two teams that have been, like I said, wildly inconsistent. Like most of the league has been inconsistent this year. Uh, so this is a great live spot. If you like a side, I'd say if you like St. Louis, take a plus 150 now. I mean, I get that later. But if you like Pittsburgh, I'd say wait because uh, the Blues could easily take a one nothing lead and, and you get uh, some good value going back to the way. I think this would be a good back and forth battle, which is why I'm circling the live over. Anything at five and a half. This, this one I probably will wait for a plus price for as opposed to uh, Tampa and Toronto. All right, there we go. Good stuff with that. All right, game, one of the games of the night, uh, Toronto-Tampa Bay, certainly one of the games of the night, and this is right there uh, with that. Colorado and Boston. Uh, the Bru How about the Boston Bruins, minus 170, home favorites, and the defending Stanley Cup champions. I'm not sure I'd see a game where they'd be plus 150 underdogs, and yet here we are, Colorado, the defending champions, plus 150 dogs, six the total. I can't pass this up, Alex. Plus 150 on the defending champs. I'm, I'm going to take something. I'm going to bet yep. something on Colorado here. Yep. I get it that Boston's undefeated at home. Uh, they've been terrific all season at TD Garden. 
Uh, I know that that and keeping that streak going matters to this team. They want to keep it going for as long as possible. No question. But at the same point in time, this is plus 150 with the defending Stanley Cup champions. Uh, and, and Boston, by the way, if you look at some of their recent home games, you know, they've been winning, but it's been a little tighter uh, around the collar, if you will. Uh, some of these games, the Tampa game, they needed an empty net goal. Uh, up 2-1. They got it late to put that one away and win 3-1. Overtime to beat Carolina at home. You know, they played Chicago and Philly. Those were relatively easy, but those are weaker teams. Uh, you know, they played Vancouver when they were struggling. Calgary was a sweat. St. Louis, even at home, was a sweat. They needed empty net goals to put both of those games away. Um, it's just, we, we're, we're, we're just overpricing Boston a little bit. That's not saying Boston can't win. They're playing great. No question. Everybody on this roster. I mean, the big guns are uh, playing awesome. Marshawn, Bergeron, Pasternak. I think they're getting incredible performances from Taylor Hall right now, who stepped up his offensive game. Krejci's been a great fit returning from overseas to return to this Boston Bruins team. I mean, there's a lot to like with this team, and they're fully capable of winning this game, especially with their blue line healthy now as well. McAvoy, Lindholm, Grizzlet, Carlo, Forbert, Clifton. Uh, that blue line fully healthy. They've gotten good goaltending, excellent from Allmark. And even Jeremy Swayman in his first start in a, some time uh, was terrific against Tampa Bay the other night. But definitely, uh, I think when I look at this matchup here, you're getting a very good price with this Colorado, Colorado Avalanche team. Uh, too good to pass up, in my opinion. So I like the abs here, plus 150 uh, in this game here. More of a value situation. Uh Boston definitely, I think, will be have their hands full uh, to keep the uh, winning streak on home ice, the undefeated winning streak to start the season on home ice alive. And what's impressed me for the Avalanche right now and some of their recent wins is that after that shutout loss to Winnipeg and great, great bounce back, obviously, against Buffalo, but they got different contributors offensively. You know, it wasn't all McKinnon. You got Comfer stepping up. Logan O'Connor's been good offensively lately uh, for the Avalanche because they are dealing with some injuries. I mean, they've got Evan Rodriguez, who is one of their top six forwards out. Uh, Martin Couts day-to-day. Uh, you know, they've got a couple uh, defensemen still banged up, including Byram and Josh Manson uh, both out. But what I always say about the Colorado Avalanche is if they're going to have some injuries, the blue line is the place you want them for them because they have incredible depth. Really, it's remarkable just the incredible amount of quality depth they have on the blue line. To say that you have no Byram, you have no Manson for the game tonight, you're able to come right back and put in uh, players like McDonald, who's played a lot of NHL action. Uh, Eric Johnson's capable of getting more ice time and thriving in that. Same with Gerard, And you've still got McCarr and Taves. You've got depth to withstand some injuries back there. So uh, definitely, I think, when you look at this Colorado team, uh, with the depth they've got on the blue line, with the fact you rarely get them plus 150, I think it's worth the look uh, getting them at this kind of price. I also think this game could be an over because Manson does hurt defensively a little bit just in terms of that physical presence, clear the front of the net, you know, in terms of really being someone that's good positionally in the defensive zone. It could lead to a little bit more of a vulnerable situation in terms of the defensive side of it on the blue line for Colorado. But on the same point in time, Boston's faced some weaker offenses. Colorado's obviously potent offensive ways could threaten in this game. So the over at six is a little bit appealing as well for me in this uh, Bruins and Avalanche matchup. Uh, Alex, uh, what do you think here? Obviously a dandy on a Saturday night in Beantown, Colorado, Boston. 
Yeah, definitely. It was Salvador Dali who said, have no fear of perfection. You'll never reach it. Boston's been playing great at home, but this streak is going to come to an end at some point, and what better team to put it away than, like you said, the defending Stanley Cup champions and a Colorado Avalanche team that you know can hold their own on the road. They're not intimidated by any uh, uh, visiting atmosphere whatsoever. I think this is just way too high of a number for them right now. This is a team that's slowly getting back into the groove. And we said this at the beginning of the year. Colorado's going to have some rough times. They're dealing with some injuries, the Stanley Cup hangover, uh, you know, guys that, that get banged up and maybe they don't have, you know, off-season surgeries. But they still need time to rest and absorb the moment in the first month, first couple of weeks of the season. I think now's the time we're going to start being able to capitalize on some of these cheaper Colorado prices and start to see them get on a nice little roll. I, I love them here at plus 150. Uh, you know, and Boston's a great team, you know, not taking anything away from them. But like I said, uh, they're not going to go, uh, you know, 41-0 and at home this year. And, and they're going to have some bumps in the road. And I think this will be one of them. Like I said, uh, that, that Carolina game was kind of rocky. They've had, you know, teams push them and test them a little bit. Uh, and, and it's hard to be on your A game every single night in this league. I think Colorado gets one here. I, I like them at a good plus price. There we go. Like in Colorado here at a nice plus price. And it's, uh, that's what it's about. If this is down around minus 130 to minus 140 with Boston, probably off the game, we're getting to the point where it's plus 150. This is the defending champions. They're they're playing pretty good hockey right now themselves. They've got a few more injuries. I think Boston's definitely the healthier team right now. Notes that's significant. And Wojo in the chat, Bruins looking ahead to Monday against Vegas. Our guy Jimmy Murphy was with us yesterday for his Friday guest spot. He kind of thinks that could be the case. He at least said the media is looking for, looking ahead to the uh, Monday game against uh, Vegas, and why not? I mean, obviously, Bruce Cassidy uh, returning to the fold here uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, first time back in Boston since being fired by the uh, Bruins in the offseason. So, yeah, that's a big game. And like you said, normally you don't look past Colorado, but I don't think they will be. I think this is just more Colorado's too good of a team to be getting plus 150. That's to me. It's got nothing really to do with look-ahead spots or flat spots or Boston not being ready tonight. Boston not yeah. be playing, uh, not not being focused on this game. It's just about Colorado. It's a damn good hockey team. Francois in net does you know mild concern because he's kind of been up and down, but you know the numbers aren't terrible. Uh, two point seven goals against nine fourteen uh, save percentage. Only two and four. Uh, the win-loss record, but, you know, Georgiev, I think, needs a little break. Hasn't been nearly yeah. as sharp the last couple of games when you look at it. He got lit up by the Jets, and then the Sabres, they won that game, but he gave up some goals, and there was that one goal that he probably should have had, so I think it's a good coaching. He, sometimes you have to take the temperature of your team as a head yep. coach, and Jared Bednar, I think, is doing that, putting Fransos in for this game tonight. I think he knows Georgiev needs a little blow, needs a little rest to get refreshed. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, because this is a 1A, 1B, or at least it was set up to be at the beginning of the year, a 1A, 1B tandem. You don't want to run your given to the ground. Francois' numbers, I think they've been inconsistent because he's not playing regularly. And, you know, uh, this is a guy, I think a lot of people were just kind of down on him at the beginning of the year, just seeing, you know, he had a couple of rough starts. But, I, you know, like I said, I think because of the roles have changed, your give really stepped up, took the reins, and, and kind of took over the starting gig. That's kind of affecting him. I don't think it's so much poor play. And, and that's something you have to really look at now this time of year with, with uh, backup goalies. And it's something I'll probably be doing a little bit more chart work on and, and, and kind of share some of this information. But I'm going to kind of rank some of these goaltenders as, you know, what systems they use. I might add that into the daily depth charts just as a reference of is this a 1A, 1B tandem or a 1-2 tandem? 
So keep an eye out for that. But uh, I think this is more of just, you know, they got to use the, you know, your B option here and your B option is not a bad, uh, you know, look with Francois here. So uh, he said, you know, take the temperature of the team. And, and like I said, understand that this is a grind uh, and, and, you know, find a way to, to, to win and beat a good team on the road. And, and your backup should be able to do that. Come in into these spot, kind of spots. Yeah, definitely. A uh, great game. I can't wait. This is definitely one of the games that I'll be watching. That This in Toronto-Tampa, they're the marquee games at the uh, 7 p.m. window uh, tonight. No question about that. All right, San Jose-Ottawa. This one, not so much, unfortunately. Ottawa minus 145, home favorite, six the uh, total in this game. San Jose continuing their road trip through eastern uh, Canada uh, here tonight, taking on the uh, Ottawa Senators. Uh, Sharks beating uh, Montreal 4 nothing, and then falling 3-1. Uh, to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Look, for as much as we criticize our guy Aaron Farmer in the Dell, that was one of his better games. I mean, that first period, he's making some big-time saves. Even late in that game, I thought he played well. Unfortunately, Aaron Dell gave up the kind of goal I expect him to give up. Shitty rebound control uh, on the eventual game-winning goal that the uh, Leafs scored, courtesy of Pierre Engvall uh, in that game, and that ended up being the uh, difference. But for Aaron Dell standards, that was a pretty good performance from him the other night against uh, Toronto. But it will be Kockinen here in net tonight for San Jose, the start of a back-to-back for them. Uh, they play once again tomorrow night as well uh, in Buffalo, and a good chance we'll see Aaron Farmer in the Dell in that game because facing his old team used to be with the uh, Buffalo Sabres. So we'll see Dell tomorrow night. In fact, I think already David Quinn said that was going to be the case. So uh, Kockinen tonight, Dell tomorrow. Uh, Kockinen, uh, I was shocked he shut out Montreal because before that had been kind of uh, rough for him. And even with that shutout win against the Canadians, I mean, the numbers are still pretty sketchy on the year. Three and six, 3.43 goals against average, uh, 8.84 save percentage for him going into this game. Can the Senators take advantage of it, though? Ottawa's not scoring suddenly. It's kind of remarkable that they're struggling a little bit offensively. They did come back, beat the Rangers 3-2, but you know, before that, uh, not exactly a team that was lighting it up. A lot of games where they've scored two goals or less uh, of late. We'll see if they can get it rolling here. Ten straight games for the Ottawa Senators have gone under the total. That's definitely worth noting. They have definitely cooled off that notion of being that high-flying, firewagon hockey team that we expected them to be early in the year. So you know, this is one of those games where I'm passing. I think it's tough both ways, side and total. I was kind of interested in the Sharks team total tonight, over two and a half, but not at the price that you're seeing. I mean, you're seeing minus 160 uh, in a lot of spots with that uh, Sharks team total. What I might end up doing is on uh, Bet uh, MGM, instead of over two and a half, minus 160, I might take a small piece of over three, minus 105 with San Jose team total uh, tonight, get a little better price. And at least even if they score three goals, it'll be a push worst case scenario. So I do think the Sharks could end up hitting that three goal mark, a little bit of a tired Ottawa team catching them on the second of back-to-backs and factor in the schedule too for Ottawa, the schedule makers doing more nonsense with certain teams. You got them on that road trip, San Jose, Vegas, Anaheim, LA, uh, out west, they come home for one game against New York, and then you send them to Madison Square for the rematch <laughs> against New York, and now they're back home again. So, yeah. just absolutely insane scheduling uh, and unfair, quite honestly, by the schedule makers. So, I wonder if that catches up to Ottawa tonight. We'll have to wait and see. What do you think here, Alex? Shark Senators. 
I think that might have something to do with just Madison Square Garden being booked. I mean, that you know, if any arena, you're going to have a tough time just trying to flip things around. It's Madison Square Garden, so yeah. I, don't, I don't think too much that's a it's that's not as as egregious as what we've it's seen Edmonton. with some other teams, like yeah, yeah like Edmonton. That that's just absolutely brutal, and uh, and even the Arizona thing, but that's an arena issue as well. But uh, you know, this is these are two teams that are just bad, but for different reasons. Ottawa is just not playing as well as they should be. San Jose is just a bad team. I mean, you have Capo Kakinen who's been at least disappointing. I, I, I'm, I'm the one probably more disappointed than anybody by, by his play. I really thought he was going to take a, a big step up in this spot, and especially now with Reimer being injured. He just doesn't have it. His form is not good, and you know that trade is looking better and better for Minnesota, even though they're having their issues with Marc-Andre Fleury uh, and, and, of course, Talbot now being gone in Ottawa, uh, ironically enough. But this is a, a Sharks goaltending unit that you just can't bet on at all. Kakinen and of course Aaron Dell, who like I said, more than likely will be going against his old team tomorrow. More than likely we'll be looking at that spot tomorrow as well. But I like the over here live. And I'm waiting for this one to drop way down because we're you know, like I said Ottawa, ten straight unders. But we're seeing a lot of three two finals. So there's opportunity to grab four and a half, maybe even three and a half, uh and, and go over with that. And I don't think we're gonna get that as low as three and a half, but there have been those opportunities in these previous games. You've definitely been able to get well under five and a half or four and a half at even a plus price. These are the kind of things you want to start circling if you're alive better right now. Looking for these trends of where, yes, they're not doing something uh, at the closing number, but you can definitely find those good adjustments in game. So that's what I'll be doing. I'll be looking for five and a half at a big plus price or even a four and a half here to go over with with Sharks and Sens tonight. All right, good stuff indeed. And as far as the props go, uh, by the way, I forgot to mention this with Colorado-Boston, a couple props. Taylor Hall's the undervalued commodity right now for the Bruins. He's playing well. I'd look at maybe prop involving him to score. Colorado, I'd look at that second line. You could go McKinnon, Rantanen, uh, and um, Lekkanen on the top line, but the guys that are undervalued getting it done right now are O'Connor and Comfer on that second line uh, for the uh, Avalanche. I think that's where the value is with props there. Uh, for San Jose-Ottawa, you know, Stutzla's starting to heat up for the Senators. Um, I consider a prop there. Pinto is always worth a look. I mean, for uh, the uh, San Jose Sharks, I would stick to the same two I would, I've mentioned for a while now, and that's LeBanc and Barabanov. They're getting chances every night. They're playing in the top six, and they're not being priced like it. And uh, I think if they score, you're going to get a nice payout with both of them. All right, Vegas, Detroit. We've got Vegas, minus 145, road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, Vegas uh, off a, a disappointing third period. A lead slips away. They lose 4-3 to Pittsburgh the other night. They will look to uh, bounce back strong from that performance. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings, tough start here for them on their uh, homestand uh, since returning home. Well, it uh, actually started well. They beat Nashville and Arizona, but two losses in a row since against uh, Toronto. And, and then Buffalo in a shootout 5-4 uh, the other night. Uh, we'll see if they can uh, bounce back here against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. You know, to be honest with you, if you actually step back and look at the last 10 games, we think about Vegas, they're still 17 and 8. Very good record overall. Golden Knights are 4 and 6 in their last 10 games. So they're actually below 500 here in the short term. Coming back down to earth a little bit are the Vegas Golden Knights. Um I don't know if I want to go against Vegas in this spot. They're off that loss to Pittsburgh. I'd expect them to come back strong. But at the same time, they're laying, you know, Moderate price here, minus 145, minus 150 here on the road against a Detroit team that actually does have a slight rest advantage 
uh, going into this game, having uh, not played since uh, Wednesday uh, prior to this game here on this uh, Saturday. Uh, we will see and uh, Detroit coming off two straight losses. You expect them to want to bounce back here uh, as well. Uh, worth noting, though, in this game, in terms of the injury situation for uh, Detroit, you know, they're already without Zadina, Vrana, Soderblom. You know, a lot of guys that were uh, being looked upon to be a difference makers uh, offensively uh, for the uh, Detroit Red Wings uh, this season. And uh, when you look at uh, now uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, who had just recently come back for the Detroit Red Wings, he's now out for at least six weeks uh, due to a hand slash wrist injury. Uh, he'd already missed 13 games earlier this year, came back. Uh, didn't really have much of an offensive impact, honestly. One goal and three assists for him in the seven games since he's been back, but still will be missed because he's a top six uh, uh, contributor for the uh, Red Wings, and he'll be out now for six weeks. I definitely lean to the Vegas side, but not exactly the greatest price, minus 145, minus 150. I think if I end up betting this, I'll probably uh, drop it down and look toward regulation more uh, for, for greater value here on the uh, Golden Knights uh, in this game here. Uh, the regulation price, by the way, for Vegas is around plus 115. You know, at least you get a better price with them if you go that route. Definitely lean that way. We'll see who's confirmed in net for the uh, Golden Knights, though, before I go forward with that. I'd prefer Thompson. He hasn't been confirmed yet, and it feels like this could be one of those spots where Bruce Cassidy decides to throw Aiden Hill uh, in there, give Thompson a rest, especially with that big return to Boston uh, on deck on Monday, taking on the Bruins. So I'm waiting on that before I pull the trigger with Vegas. Billy Huso's already been confirmed as the starting goalie for Detroit, and he's actually had couple stumbles after a terrific, brilliant stretch of brilliance for him in net prior to that. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Vegas, Detroit? Yeah, this is one I would have to wait and see. I was leaning toward Vegas in regulation too, but like I said, if it's Aiden Hill, I'm just not really that comfortable, and that could be uh, the case here. So this is more than likely will be either a pass or a game I'll circle some live bets with. Yeah, that defensive structure of Vegas, which was so airtight early in the season, hasn't been nearly as good. I mean, the Columbus game, they let the Jackets back into it for as depleted as they are. You know, they give up the five goals against the uh, Vancouver Canucks, and they've given up four power play goals in the last three games, uh, Vegas as well. So, you know, just some some mild concerns about this blue line here, not necessarily playing nearly as well. And they've missed Petrangelo too. Let's keep in mind that uh, Alex Petrangelo for the uh, – Vegas Golden Knights has been missing the last two games due to personal matters. We'll see if he's uh, able to come back tonight uh, for this game, but uh, definitely not a sure thing. So it's something else you're going to want to look for uh, in terms of uh, betting this game before puck drop is keeping an eye on the status of obviously a great defenseman for Vegas, Alex Petrangelo. As far as the props go uh, for the game tonight, uh, you know, Pew Suter is back to the second line. I think he's probably a little undervalued for Detroit uh, in the, uh, Goal score prop market uh, for Vegas. It seems to be consistently. Uh, Will Carrier has suddenly started to score for them, even though he's on the bottom six. Nick Wasworth, a look. Paul Cotter even has stepped up for them a little bit. Some of their bottom six forwards. I think up front, the top six starts and ends with Riley Smith because he has just been uh, lighting it up for the uh, Golden Knights. So that could be a player prop that you uh, consider for this game tonight. All right, next up, we've got Montreal and Edmonton. All-Canadian matchup, uh, the Oilers minus 230, home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, Montreal, I said I thought maybe they could be live against Calgary. I was hoping they'd at least get three goals because I did take the team total over as well. Uh, but they did get the win two to one. Hey, it was one of those once every you know five or six games where Jake Allen plays an outstanding uh, game, and he played an outstanding game 
uh, against the uh, Calgary Flames the other night. 40-plus saves after a period of time where he had really scuffled uh, in between the pipes. Certainly did not against Calgary. It was one of the best performances of the season from him, and now we'll see if Montreal, they've won three of their last four, makes that head-scratching shutout at home against San Jose even more inexplicable when you see the way they've played outside of that lately. Uh, but uh, good win against Calgary. We'll see if they can keep it going here against Edmonton. Returning home off the uh, two-game road trip through Chicago and Minnesota, they get the split. They beat the Blackhawks five-four, and then they beat to, or and then they uh, lose to Edmonton or sorry, they lose to Minnesota five-three uh, on Thursday night in the back-to-back spot. Edmonton suddenly trending over uh, here in the short term. Four straight Oilers games have gone over the total. I'm definitely leaning in that direction here tonight. Even with Allen off the great game, how many times have we seen Allen follow up a great game with another and the Montreal team defensively follow up a great game with another? Not so much. So for that reason, lean over. I got to lean a little bit to Montreal here again. You know, it always seems when they're the bigger priced underdogs, you know, the bigger dog they are, the more alive they are. They seem to get up for these games. They seem to just thrive in these situations where they're playing some of the better teams uh, in the NHL. And it's not like Edmonton is playing at a level of consistency and a level of defense and goaltending right now that as you really rush into late minus 230 with them at this point in time. So, you know, I took Montreal the other night and cashed. You know, I feel like, you know, sprinkle again on Montreal plus 200. That's exactly what I'm going to do here uh, in this game, as well as that team total again with the uh, Montreal Canadiens. And again, because of the fact they're this big underdog, you're getting their team total at a very cheap price. I mean, minus 125 Montreal Canadiens over two and a half. And with the way the Oilers have been giving up goals, you know, they give up five to Minnesota, four to Chicago, three to Florida. Three to the Rangers, three to the Islanders, five to New Jersey, three to Vegas, three to L.A. Uh, I mean, they've been giving up three-plus goals, I think eight straight coming into tonight. And that's all Montreal needs to get over that team total. It is Skinner in net, Stuart Skinner for Edmonton. Obviously, the guy we trust a little bit more than Jack Campbell right now. Having said that, I still think this is a Montreal Canadiens team capable of hitting the three-goal mark, and that's all they need. Edmonton's given up three in eight straight games. So I like the Habs and the team total over two and a half and the money line plus 200 split up half and half for me in this game. Uh, Alex, uh, what do you think here? Habs taking on the Oilers. Yeah, at, at the risk of sounding like a broken record, it's another one I have circled in my notes for uh, a live over. But you got to be really quick with it because we have, even though these two teams have been trending under in the first period of late, we've seen a history of four straight uh, first period over some big first periods between these two teams for whatever reason, like said, some matchups uh, just kind of lend themselves that way. And with Edmonton having shaky goaltending, once again, uh, we can kind of look back to some of those old notes last year because we thought Jack Campbell was going to kind of, you know, right the ship as far as, uh, you know, between the pipes is concerned. That hasn't been the case. So now you still got a bit of, of shaky Skinner's playing better, but he's not, you know, an all-star. Uh, necessarily right now. So it's not shutting teams out. No, no, no. So, and, and like I said, we always talk about how, you know, the more minutes you add on to a younger guy, you know, you wonder where the flat spots could be. And this might be one of them. We talked about the scheduling spot uh, for Edmonton the last couple of weeks. That's been tough. So they, they are liable to lay an egg against a, a team. That's not as good as Montreal, but I don't know if I'm going to be back in Montreal aside for a while after what happened with, with uh, I'm, I'm still a little bitter about Tuesday. Uh, the way that they played at home. 
I know I shouldn't carry that going forward, but I mean, this is just a, it's a half team. I've, I haven't been able to get that much of a read on them anyway. That was the reason why I hadn't bet them so often, uh, at least from a side perspective. And then I took a shot and they just no show it at home. So who knows? This could be a game where Edmonton comes out blazing hot and puts some screws to him, wins 6-1, or the Habs edge out a 3-2 win. I do think we're going to see goals, though. Yep. And I think this is one of those games where that number drops from six and a half to five and a half, uh, and and into a plus price range. It's worth taking a shot at the over. Five straight overs, by the way, with Montreal versus Edmonton. Uh, five and zero oh to the over in the last five head-to-head meetings between the Habs and the Oilers. Uh, four three four three four three seven two five two. So a lot of overs with these teams. And keep in mind, Montreal played in Calgary and in Edmonton. Back-to-back last March, and I talked about this with the Montreal-Calgary breakdown the other day, and they won in Calgary, and then they followed it up and they won in Edmonton. You know, they they, 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 they swept Alberta last year, and that was post-firing of Dominic Ducharme, the uh, previous head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. This is after St. Louis took over, and that's when Caulfield started to play better. You know, and uh, they started to get, uh, you know, better late in the season, go on a little bit of a run under Marty St. Louis late last year. And they went into Alberta and they swept the Alberta two-game road trip. So I wouldn't put it past Montreal to do it again here uh, in this, especially with Edmonton. Again, this this travel's catching up to them. It's no wonder, like, they're already suspect and shaky and up and down defensively. Harder to play defense when you're just traveling here, there, and everywhere. Game in, game out, day in, and day out. They're out in Tampa, Florida, Carolina, back home for one or two home games, back on the road again to the New York area, and then back home for one game, then back on the road to Chicago and Minnesota this week, and now you're back home again. Do you know how taxing that is mentally, physically? It wears you the fuck down. And and I think that could be a negative uh, that faces the Edmonton Oilers here tonight uh, in this game as well, in terms of trusting them as a minus 230 uh, favorite uh, in this game. So, Definitely a ton of issues right here uh, in terms of Edmonton being trustworthy uh, as a favorite of this magnitude here tonight uh, as they face the uh, Montreal Canadiens. In terms of props, um, I always say with Montreal, it's worth a look. Uh, Kirby Dock on that top line is consistently priced uh, better than his line mates. Josh Anderson started to get it going a little bit for the uh, Canadiens as well Uh, for Edmonton. You know, they've obviously been looking to shake up the lines, and Jay Woodcroft's done that the last few games. Uh, Yanmark, I would stick with him because he finally scored the other night, playing on that second line, getting the greater opportunity. So a Yanmark prop, I think not a bad option there uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers tonight in this game. All right, New Jersey and Philadelphia. We've got the Devils minus 220, uh, road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. The Devils uh, just shocked, if you will, by the Nashville Predators the other night. 4-3 overtime win for Nashville. And give credit to Nashville. Go into the Islanders last night and beat them. And we said they had dominated the Devils and Islanders. We weren't sure that was going to continue. It did continue. Uh, The series history where Nashville has owned New Jersey and owned the Islanders, and it continued for them. Uh, And give credit to Lankinen. Spectacular in that last night uh, for the uh, Nashville Predators in that win against the Islanders. Uh, but New Jersey loses to Nashville in overtime. I remember the last time you know they lost to Toronto. We said after that big long win streak, is this team going to have the focus and that mentality to bounce back, or are they going to be a little bit disheartened and oh the long win streak's over? Uh, and maybe does that lead to more significant struggles? They jumped right back in the saddle 
They dominated Buffalo. I think they outshot them almost double uh, in that game after the Toronto loss, and they beat Buffalo 3-1. to one. It was a very impressive response after a defeat. I'm going to trust the Devils to have that same response here tonight against uh, Philadelphia. Obviously a team they're better than uh, and a team they should beat here. We've seen New Jersey respond the right way after a loss, and that's the way I'm going to go here. I'm going to go with the, uh, New Jersey in regulation at minus 144 right here at Pinnacle. Moderate price, uh, but I think they're going to be able to bounce back, show that resiliency, get the job done. And for as good as they've been overall this year, they're 10-1 and one on the road. Absolute road warriors, the New Jersey Devils this year. Terrific play from them away from home. I think that continues, obviously, with the Philadelphia Flyers. And we say this about a lot of the teams that are some of the worst teams in the league. Whenever they win a game, don't necessarily trust them to turn it into a win streak or string multiple wins together. Uh, a lot of times that does not happen. And sure enough, after the win against the Islanders, Philadelphia could not keep it going, uh, losing 4-1 to one the other night against uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, the Devils, uh, look, the Devils had their opportunities, but power play, they had a bunch of chances, could not score uh, in that game. But uh, I think they get a little more of that offense going here tonight in Philly uh, in a uh, bounce back spot here against the uh, Flyers. Carter Hart confirmed in net for the Flyers, as you'd expect, uh, who gave up a horrible goal, by the way, against Tampa the other night. I yep. mean, that, that, you got to hug the post there. You can't have the puck ricochet off the backboards there and beat you on the short side squeeze between your arm and the goal post that can't happen got it you got to seal off the uh the post there he did not do that uh, a disappointing goal to give up and really broke the back of uh, philadelphia uh, in that game against the uh, lightning the other night no confirmation in net for the uh, devils we know it'll be either uh i get a sneaking suspicion we might see schmied uh, here yep. tonight for the uh, Devils. So it's not been confirmed, but the fact it hasn't been confirmed tells me we might see Akira Schmid. And I don't mind backing the Devils with him in net. He's been very good, you know, in his last few starts in net for them. So I'm on Devils in regulation here in this one. Uh, Alex, how about you, New Jersey Philly? I love this first period over. You can get it as cheap as a dollar twenty-five right now at Bet Online. Philly, they should have cashed the uh, in the last game against Tampa. Like you said, Hart was not in, in, in good form, gave up some uh, soft goals, and, and Tampa had a ton of ton of looks in that first period. So we really should be talking about a seven-game streak for Philly. But seven and four, the last 11 of these two teams going the first period over. Uh, and Philly, New Jersey, I should say, they know they have to start off a lot better. Uh, I was really bummed out. I had... Uh, Devils first period puck line. They end up giving up two goals, but then coming back quickly in the second uh, to not only tie the game, but then take the lead. I think we're going to see more of that second period pace against Nashville here in the first period. So I'm going first period over one and a half. I agree with that. They've definitely still been more of a first period over team Philadelphia, even though it fell short the last game. Uh, Alex looking at Devils Flyers over one and a half first period here tonight uh, in this one. Uh, the prop market, as I, I'm pretty much uh, repetitive when it comes to the Devils, but as much as, you know, he sheer and brat Hughes can be uh, offensive difference makers for this team. I'm always looking more toward players along the lines of Sharon Govich, even Alexander Holtz, you know, who stepped up and found the uh, back of the net uh, in the, in, in some recent games for the Devils uh, more along those lines, Wood McLeod Zetterlin, the fourth line's dangerous. I'm always more looking at props involving some of those depth forwards because this is one of the rare teams in the NHL. They're just as possible to have scoring from their third and their fourth line as they are 
uh, their top two lines. So something to keep in mind definitely when it comes to betting props involving the uh, New Jersey Devils. All right, next up we've got the uh, Chicago. We stay in the uh, East Coast here, Chicago and New York. Uh, we've got the Rangers minus uh, 260 uh, home favorites. Uh, the total six pretty much across the board in this one. I mean, this is a game, you know, there's a lot of games and there's usually at least, even for high volume Ian, <laughs> there's usually at least one game that I just totally stay away from. I have no strong feel for, and this is that game. I mean, the New York Rangers last night losing in overtime 3-2 to Ottawa after having a lead in the third period. Very unsettling that they couldn't bring that game home. Uh, I'm not ready to lay 260 with this team at the moment, especially in Chicago's got a rest edge, but Chicago's miserable right now. Uh, that's the problem with with Ed taking the Blackhawks, even as a plus 230 uh, underdog. So it became a pretty easy game to say, you know what, pass uh, and move on to the next one. Certainly uh, one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't situations. Not laying the price with the Rangers. Not interested, though, in Chicago either. Alex, what do you think here, Blackhawks, Rangers? You know, I, I want to get confirmation from Chicago. I'm hoping it's Peter Morazic. If it is, I think I'm taking a shot here with them plus 230 to get off the streak tonight. Uh, this is a series where we've seen a lot of tight battles, and the road team has actually won nine of the last 13 meetings. Uh, Rangers are in really bad shape. That was just another tough loss last night. They're going to be running more than likely Yaroslav Halak in that, who has been pretty much an auto-fade. I mean, he's uh, right now in my match, he's definitely one of the, the five worst goalies in the league right now. Uh, so he's definitely a guy you can't back lane 260, even at home with how bad Chicago's played. And like we said about Boston, you know, streaks can't last forever. Well, the Hawks are not going to just lose out the rest of the season. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Obviously, a bunch of us uh, fans want the first pick, but they're going to win some games. I think this might actually be one of those games. They, they catch the Rangers stumbling early, keep it kind of close, and find a way to win as a huge dog. I just want to get confirmation that's Morazic instead of Soderblom. If it's Soderblom, stay away from this game. But if it's Morazic, I think the Hawks might get two points tonight. All right. Uh, you've got more faith in Morazic than I do. Uh, but uh, I, I will say this. You're getting plus 230. And like I say, in a game like this where I have, you know, I don't my, my confidence on the Rangers right now is very low. And obviously they're laying a massive price. But uh, I don't fault that. Plus 230. Uh, you know, Chicago's as bad as things are right now, and they are bad. I mean, when when they get hemmed in in the defensive zone, uh, it's ugly. I mean, Edmonton just had them just stapled to their own end in multiple shifts the other night uh, in that game against the Blackhawks, and they just could not uh, get out of their own zone, and that's the problem. You can forecheck the fuck out of the Blackhawk blue line right now and have a ton of success doing so. Uh, so definitely that is something that would uh, concern you about the Blackhawks tonight. But again, the Rangers kind of been chasing the game uh, kind of had issues winning face-offs, so maybe Chicago's got the puck more tonight uh, as a result, able to do a little bit more uh, with it as well. So uh, Chicago, possibly for Alex, uh, if it's confirmed that uh, Morozik... Uh, MDR24 in the chat. I mean, that's a really good look. Honestly, plus price with uh, Hawks team total over two and a half. Because, I mean, obviously, they got to get the offense rolling in. Three goals against Halak. That's not asking too much. So I might actually uh, play that as well, to be honest. That, that's something I can play regardless of who's in net for the Hawks. Sounds like the Ian Cameron big underdog special that I did with Montreal the other night, and I'm doing with Montreal yep. tonight. You split it up between the money line and the team total. I yep. might, might look at that, yeah. Yep, definitely. Got definitely an option there for uh, Chicago here uh, in this uh, game tonight. Uh, I, I certainly would take that before the Rangers. Uh, that much I know. And I always say that when it's a struggling favorite, I'll always defer to the underdog, uh, at least as a lean. 
No question about that. All right, Washington, Calgary. We've got Calgary minus 165 home favorites, six the total in this one. Uh, the Flames, um, I, 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 Jimmy's right. I mean, I, I, was, I said they fell flat after the Kachuk Bowl against Florida where they had that big win against the Panthers and Matthew Kachuk's return to the Saddle Dome. They were flat in terms of their execution. You know, their execution wasn't great. They did have a ton of shots at a boatload of chances, but Jake Allen turned them back. So it wasn't like they were totally, you know, asleep for the entire game and were, you know, totally uh, not in, not into the game. They were, but uh, it just, the execution was missing. And sometimes when you aren't as up in a game as you were for a previous game, it's, it's just as much about, you know, your execution being flat as much, if not more than your emotions and your focus and all the other stuff being flat. That's what I meant. I mean, there's an execution issue more than anything. I mean, the passes weren't clicking. They were just a little off the mark uh, the other night in that game against uh, Montreal, and Jake Allen was terrific in net. That was a big part of the story as well uh, in uh, leading Montreal to that 2-1 to one victory against Calgary. I definitely could only look at a Calgary team total over or Calgary in regulation here. I'm not ready to trust Washington. Watched a terrible loss for them just based on the fact they started strong against Seattle. 2 nothing lead, could not hold it. The Kraken come back, tie it late, and then win it in overtime uh, by a score of 3-2. to two. So a very, very impressive uh, comeback win by Seattle, but a, a, unfortunately a very tough loss for the uh, Washington Capitals. They did beat Vancouver to start the road trip, but then we saw what happened for Vancouver right after that against Florida. So I don't know how much credit you want to give Washington for uh, beating the Canucks to start this road trip. You know, they've got Calgary now here and Calgary too just lost to Washington recently in the nation's capital in DC three, nothing got shut out. I think it's turnaround for the uh, Calgary flames tonight, uh, a chance to make amends for that. Uh, like I said, I mean, they, 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 they didn't have the finish you wanted against Montreal. I think tonight that can change a little bit. Uh, and a bounce-back type of spot. Dan Vladar, by the way, in net for the Calgary Flames. I think it's the right call by Daryl Sutter. Markstrom, Markstrom cannot be that ridiculous to start that game against Montreal. Whatever possessed him to charge out of the net and get that puck? I mean, it, it was a hard, it was a risky play, and obviously it didn't work out, but that early in the game, that's something you do if it's late in the third period of the game's time. I mean, it just sets the tone for the whole night. You're chasing the game. You're down one nothing early. Uh, Uri Slavkovsky is the guy that pounced on that puck and put it in with uh, Markstrom scrambling out of the net. Sometimes you have to make those conscious decisions as a goaltender. When do I come out and challenge? When do I you know, try to get after a loose puck in a spot like that? That was not the time early in the game. And it just shows you the guy's kind of struggling a little bit confidence wise and he said it right after the game he was a lot more harsh about it saying you know i'm playing shitty right now uh and so i think this is a mental reset for jacob markstrom keep in mind he's played a lot of hockey the last few years and now he's into his 30s as well from an age perspective you wonder if it's all catching up to him a little bit but he needs this little break i think jacob markstrom right now and dan vladar is serviceable he's capable in fact i would say he's been very good the last couple times we've seen him in net uh, for the Calgary Flames. He was good against Pittsburgh. He was good against Carolina. He played very well against Florida uh, in that uh, game against uh, the Panthers uh, earlier uh, this week. Um, Dan Vladar is a very capable goaltender here uh, for the uh, Calgary Flames, and especially of late, he's been in decent form. So I'm going to go Flames in regulation here in this one. Alex, what do you think? Capitals, Flames. 
Yeah, with a giant car like this, this is a pass for me. And I, I understand looking at Flames and regulation, except for are, he's still serviceable. But this feels like it could be a back-and-forth kind of game. Uh, they should blow out the Capitals, but, you know, we've seen them kind of, you know, lay some eggs. And we've seen the Capitals actually kind of, you know, you know, fight and, and hang on with a couple of teams that they really shouldn't have uh, on paper. So it's one I want to stay away from. Uh, stay away for uh, Alex here with the uh, Capitals and the uh, Flames. Uh, I'm roaring back to uh, Mangiapane and Dubé. Again, stymied. The whole team was stymied offensively by Montreal the other night. But I said, if they get these guys going, look out. Dubé and Mangiapane, I think, are worth looks in terms of goal score prop tonight for uh, Calgary uh, in this game. You know, for Washington, it's mostly, you know, it's uh, it's actually been one of the better uh, Capitals here. Uh, of late is Connor Sheary scored one of the goals the other night against Seattle playing on the top line underpriced in my opinion. So that could be the look here for uh, a capital, a goal scorer prop uh, in this game tonight. All right, Florida and Seattle. Uh, we've got the Panthers minus minus one fifteen road favorite six, the total in this one. Uh, this is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. As far as I'm concerned, I'm on Seattle again. I mean, uh, you could say it wasn't pretty. You could say they didn't play 60 minutes the other night against Washington yeah, all they needed was basically two or three minutes to just turn that game around and win it uh, against the Washington Capitals, and that's all that matters uh, at the end of the day. This team just finds ways to win their offense. The way they've scored goals left and right for the better part of the last couple of weeks is never out of a game right now. They're playing with extreme confidence. They're now up to 15-8 and eight, uh, on the uh, season here, the Seattle Kraken. Uh, Florida snapped a three-game losing streak with a 5-1 to one win against Vancouver. Uh, that game was looked like it was going to be scoreless going into the first period and then all of a sudden bam three goals for florida and then thatcher demko gets injured and all the air came out of the balloon at that point for vancouver and uh, florida basically coasted to a win there uh, in that game obviously a much needed win uh, for the uh, florida panthers to uh, get back in the saddle uh, and uh, win that uh, hockey game uh, but definitely i got to see more from florida I'm now going to this red hot seattle team that is on a remarkable 12 and 2 streak uh, in their last four games, just two points behind Vegas, by the way, for first place in the Pacific Division. So this all of a sudden becomes a situation where not only is Seattle playing well, the confidence is there. Uh, Wenberg is worth a look in terms of props. Beneers has been great. Burakovsky's scoring now uh, for the Kraken. Eberly has been good for the better part of the last month. You got a lot of people making a difference offensively. I think their defensive game has improved uh, a little bit. Obviously, they had that shit show of a game with L.A., uh, but overall, I think the blue line's in a little bit better shape and also healthier. Last year, they had a lot of injuries uh, on defense. This year, they got Dunn, Larson, Oleksiak, Schultz. I mean, that's that top four has rarely been healthy and on the ice together. The first two seasons here in Seattle, they are now Vince Dunn, Adam Larson, Jamie Oleksiak, and Justin Schultz, and you're seeing better uh, performances from them. Uh, in net tonight, we don't know. Uh, I would be a little bit more leery of Seattle if it's Jones because Jones, again, has kind of reverted back to old Martin Jones. We don't know if it'll be him or Grubauer yet, but, you know, they've still been able to win games in spite of some recent struggles from Martin Jones. You know, they still beat Anaheim, even though he gave up four goals. They beat L.A. 9-8, even though he gave up eight goals. They beat San Jose 8-5, even though he gave up five goals. So even in these three rougher performances in net in a row from Martin Jones, Seattle went 3-0. and and still won uh, each of those games. So I'm still going to play Seattle here. Red hot, reasonable price around even money. Uh, Alex, uh, Florida, Seattle. Yeah, I grabbed them uh, actually plus a dollar seven yesterday at Bet Online. So we've seen 
uh, you know, the money coming in on them. You still find some plus prices if you shop around. But even at laying a dollar five, that I still like Seattle here. Like I said, I've been riding them and just going to kind of continue that wave. I think they're a much better team. Florida's just been up and down. Uh, you know, we talk about usually, you know, looking to back them when they get hot and ride a streak. They're the kind of team where right now if they get a win. You kind of trust them to, you know, probably come back with a loss. If they get a loss, maybe you look to try to see them bounce back. So they've been wildly inconsistent. Uh, this is a spot where I'm just riding Seattle right now. I'm probably going to be on this streak as long as it continues. Go, uh, Alex as well, liking the uh, Seattle Kraken as well to continue this uh, great run uh, of play uh, of late. We'll see if it uh, continues here tonight against the uh, Florida Panthers uh, in that game. All right, next up here, we've got the Arizona Coyotes taking on the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, we've got Vancouver uh, minus 210, big home favorites here uh, in this one, and the total six, six and a half. Uh, some sixes and some six and a halves uh, as far as this total. Uh, is concerned. So make sure you shop around. If you like the over, find a six. If you like the under, uh, find a six and a half here uh, in this game. And I like the over uh, in this game. If you look at Arizona, Alex, we've talked about the the air miles upon air miles that this team has logged through this ridiculous stretch that the NHL's forced them to go through one month on the road while they finish off the dressing room renovations with Mullet uh, Arena before they return home. And Arizona's definitely their defensive play, which was so tight, you know, early on during this road trip, it's coming unglued a bit. That's what I see, especially the last three. They give up four to Detroit, four to Minnesota, five to LA. You know, I think that's fatigue. When you're tired, when you don't have the physical stamina and the strength you need to, to be at your best, it shows up defensively. It always does. Your reaction time is slower. You make worse decisions with your puck management. And you just turn over the puck and you just make more mistakes defensively. All of those things happen. And I think we're seeing that the longer this grueling, you know, month-long road trip goes for the Arizona Coyotes. And they're at the, uh, you know, just about to make the turn for the home stretch right here. Because after this, they play in Calgary and then they play in Edmonton, two games in Alberta later this week. And then they finally go back home to play against the uh, Boston Bruins next Friday night. But there is no doubt this team is running on fumes right now. And it's starting to show up in their defensive game in a negative fashion. And I think that is what could be an issue for them here tonight against Vancouver, who did get shut down by uh, Florida in their last game, 5-1. I think this is the night you could see that offense come back to life, explode a bit. Two straight losses, a tough spot off of a great road trip playing Washington. Ran into a Florida team that was kind of desperate the other night to get a win, and it didn't help that Demko gets injured in tough fashion. And I think the players kind of in a state of shock seeing that happen and never really were able to rebound. I think Vancouver will play a lot better tonight and they'll do it offensively, uh, be a lot better tonight in this game. But don't uh, sell Arizona's offense short. I mean, we've seen Arizona, you know, the last few games, they've now scored three plus goals in five consecutive games coming into tonight. They got three past Nashville. They had that shocking shutout win against Carolina for nothing. Three goals against Detroit, three against Minnesota, three against L.A. You know, the team offensively has picked it up a little bit. It's not like we can trust the Canucks necessarily to shut things down. Spencer Martin been a nice story. No question about that. But the numbers are getting worse for Spencer Martin here. The two of the last four starts, he's given up three goals or more. In fact, actually, if you go back and look for Spencer Martin, he has given up three goals or more for the Vancouver Canucks in six of his last eight starts. So he hasn't been nearly as locked down as perhaps he was in net early in the season. So I like this total over six here with uh, Arizona and Vancouver. Uh, Alex, Coyotes, Canuck. 
Yeah, I like the over in the first period. I got one and a half uh, laying 140, and I also like this full game over six. Like you said, uh, you know, the fatigue's going to start setting in with Arizona, and they haven't been that team to give up a lot of goals early lately. I think that's going to start to shift uh, over time as well. And, of course, what team to do it better than against them one of the best teams in the first with the first period over the Vancouver Canucks. So I think we see goals early and often here. Uh, I'll take the over for first period and full game. All right, there we go. First period over and full game. As far as the prop market goes, uh, I stand by uh, the same two guys that I've mentioned over and over again with Vancouver, Mikheyev and Kuzmenko, I think for goal scorer props in terms of the uh, Canucks. I'd go with Nick Schmaltz again for Arizona. This guy seems to be making an impact. Uh, most nights, uh, his return. And it's not a coincidence that Arizona started to be a little bit better offensively the last few games. It's co- kind of coincided with Nick Schmaltz's return from injury. Uh, he's definitely made a difference for Arizona, made them a little bit of a better uh, offensive team. And we have seen it play out that way here uh, in recent games. And I think you could see that once again, him make an impact here uh, for the Arizona Coyotes tonight uh, against the uh, Vancouver Canucks. All right, final game we have reached. The uh, end of the card, it is a massive one. I think we're just over an hour into the show, and we've gotten through all 13 games. Not bad at all uh, from a time perspective. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes, Los Angeles Kings. We've got the uh, Canes minus 125 road favorites here. Six the total in this game. I mean, at this point with the LA Kings, we have seen a very alarming and disturbing uh, body of work with their defensive play lately to the point where at this point it's like, why fight it? You know, you know, embrace what we're seeing from the Kings. They've got issues defensively. And I just so happened to hear, I think it was on the other show you do, Alex, because I just happened to have it on. You know, I'm, stuff in the background, I'm usually got other sports betting shows or something on. It was edge work. And it was one of the days Dennis Bernstein was on. He's very good in terms of knowing the LA Kings. You know, right. it's, he's out there in California, follows that team well. He said some things that made a lot of sense, and he said it. LA's an over team right now. Their defensive confidence is is shot right now. They've got guys playing a little out of position on the blue line, right-handed shooting defensemen playing left-handed and vice versa. Like there's just there's guys that are not fit for the positions they're playing on the blue line right now on this Kings team, and it's really impacted them in a negative light in terms of their defensive game. Not only that, but obviously the goaltending has fallen down in a big way for LA. Jonathan Quick is struggling. Cal Peterson, it got so bad for him they put him on waivers. Uh, earlier this week so you know if it ain't don't fight it at this point la has serious confidence issues defending in their own zone right now it's clear as day the goaltending hasn't been great i like over the total here carolina la i'm gonna go with that nothing on the side i mean i certainly would probably lean with carolina in this game they've won three in a row they're in better form Uh, i'm waiting to see who's going to be a net for them tonight Uh, i'm always a little bit more if it's ronta i really like the over if it's Pyotr Kochetkov, I'll probably still bet the over, but I might add Carolina too, because that could be potentially yeah. a big-time goaltending advantage in favor of Carolina. And certainly, Carolina has been up and down, but now they've put three wins in a row together, coming into this game against L.A., beating Calgary, beating Pittsburgh, beating St. Louis. They're all pretty solid teams they beat as well. You know, All of them up and flawed because, like I say, outside of Boston, New Jersey, and Vegas – and even Vegas has lost a few, but especially Boston and New Jersey, it seems like everyone's gone through a losing skid at some point. But I definitely lean Carolina. I'll pull the trigger on Carolina if we get Pyotr Kochetkov in net. And regardless, I think we see goals tonight. I like over the total uh, with this one. L.A. just uh, they've totally lost all their confidence 
in their own zone defending really ever since that Edmonton game. That was they, they haven't played a good defensive game since that Edmonton game when they put up a Picasso, a Rembrandt, a masterpiece against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl that night. And ever since then, it's been just a disastrous turn of events for L.A. Uh, in their own defensive zone. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? The nightcap, Carolina, L.A. Yeah, I like Carolina here in regulation. I'm seeing uh, anywhere between plus 115 to plus 125. Uh, I think this is a, a good spot for them. And, and, you know, like I said, I like the over in both scenarios for Carolina and goal. But, of course, we like it more with Ronta. But keep this in mind with this kind of one-two tandem that – because uh, Chekhov could really possibly, you know, if Anderson comes back, right? Kachekov not only had the chance to take Ronta's spot, he had the chance to possibly take the overall number one spot, uh, even when Anderson does come back. So with that being said, Ronta's got to really string together some good stars whenever he does get a chance in net, because his job could possibly be in question. I would not be stunned at all if we were to see him or Anderson possibly get to dealt. the Charlotte checkers. Yeah. Yeah, well, or, or or dealt somewhere else out of the organization in due time uh, because Kochekov has really emerged as a true talent. I mean, he's still young. He's still raw. But I think uh, he deserves a spot long term with this club right now. So that's something to keep in mind when you do see Ronta confirmed with some starts. He's got to really play some of his best hockey, in my opinion, and, and that's going to determine uh, his fate and future moving down the line. But with this, this game, Carolina's won six of the last seven meetings against L.A., uh, he said the Kings are just in poor defensive form right now. Uh, overs make sense. I would go definitely go over six as well. But I like Carolina regulation a little bit more than that. A lean to the over, but liking Carolina in regulation here for a little bit more bang for your buck here, uh, backing the uh, Hurricanes uh, in this one rather than laying the uh, buck 25 with them here uh, on the uh, money line. Yeah, you can get Carolina uh, in regulation here in this game as a high as plus 125. So, Nice price there if you like the uh, Hurricanes uh, in uh, regulation. But, uh, yeah, I mean, L.A. is just – they've got some issues, right? You know what's disappointing, too, about L.A., about the defensive woes lately? Everybody's healthy. That's yep. the most disappointing part. This yeah. is – I mean, it's not like they've got three starting defensemen out like some teams, like Columbus or Toronto and other – and Toronto's made it – been able to cope, you know, with three starting defensemen out. What's L.A.'s excuse? They've got everybody healthy. Doughty's been back for a while although he's actually been victimized more than a few times defensively during this stretch. Mikey Anderson, Roy's back. Uh, Ed, Edler is, you know, Edler looks, you can beat him with speed, unfortunately. He's, you know, he's in his twilight of his career now. You can definitely see the wear and tear on him. He's slowing down quite a bit. I like Dursey offensively as a defenseman, but he still can be really, really suspect at times in his own end. So, yeah, it's just disappointing. They've got everybody on that blue line, and yet they have been the collective nightmare for the large part in the last few weeks on the, in their own zone defensively. So uh, we'll see if LA can turn that around, but it's been a rough two weeks in that regard. All right. Great stuff from uh, Alex B. Smith. Oh, by the way, props in that uh, Carolina LA game, you know, Marty Natchez is always going to be brought up uh, by me. Uh, no question about that. I mean, he just seems to make an impact every single night. I mean, two goals in the last three games for the uh, hurricanes. Uh, I still think even though he's uh, gone goalless, the last three step Nason, is a little bit undervalued as well on the uh, Carolina side of things. Uh, for L.A., you know, they're still capable to score goals. We've seen that this week, even though the defense has come unglued. Uh, I would sprinkle it around between, you know, Trevor Moore, uh, Kaliev, uh, Grunstrom. He's even stepped up a little bit lately offensively for them. So uh, there's some undervalued uh, prop looks. Velarde's always a threat, but again, 
you're just not getting the uh, price with him to score that you did uh, earlier in the season. All right, great stuff for this Saturday card. Awesome, breaking down a big Saturday slate. 170 live viewers on YouTube. Hit the like button. Uh, yeah. Make sure you do that. We appreciate it uh, very much. It helps us out, no question about that. So hit that like button. Reminder, patreon.com slash iceguys, just $10 a month. Uh, our daily Ice Guys betting card posted there. Uh, power ratings, uh, goalie charts, totals charts, and more. Lots of bonus content to come the rest of the season as well, and especially in the new year. Uh, so check that out, patreon.com slash iceguys, just $10 a month. Yeah, check out Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. There's only two days left to get 15% off of everything in the store and free standard shipping. You do not want to get shut out for the holiday season. You know how it's tricky getting packages uh, delivered this time of year. So get everything covered right now at the Ice Guys store. That's iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Definitely. Uh, all right. Uh, good stuff. Uh, let's go to uh, best bets here to wrap up uh, this edition uh, of uh, the Ice Guys. Uh, we're up in the air with what we're doing tomorrow in the show. It'll either be live or pre-recorded, but it's going to be earlier than normal. But either way, you, you will have something from a Sunday Ice Guys show standpoint posted on the uh, YouTube channel tomorrow. So uh, stay tuned for that. And we'll, we won't leave you hanging. We will still be here to break down uh, the five games on the uh, Sunday slate. All right, best bets for this massive monster Saturday card. Uh, Alex, uh, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, it's a bit of a rivalry showdown with the Devils and, and Flyers. And too close uh, in proximity. The teams and fan bases don't care for each other that much. But I think it's going to be a, uh, a good pace at least early in the first 20 minutes and we're getting a great price laying just a dollar 25 with that first period over one and a half uh we've seen the flyers six and one the last seven the first period over uh in the last 11 meetings between these two teams seven and four so let's go flyers devils first period over one and a half minus a dollar 25 my best bet for the saturday all right there you go flyers devils over one and a half in the first period best bet for alex p smith uh my best bet for this uh Saturday card. Oh, there's lots to choose from. I'm going to, you know what? I can't believe, I, when is the last time the Toronto Maple Leafs have been a best bet for me? I can't even remember. I can't even remember. I, I, I just got this real sense, especially being close to the area. There's a great focus with this group tonight. Mitch Marner's going for the point franchise point record, point the consecutive game point streak franchise record. Uh, tonight facing Tampa Bay for the first time since that heartbreaking game seven. They left it all out on the ice. They lost two to one in that game. Uh, I think Toronto is really bringing it tonight. And to be honest with you, I've loved this team's effort, performance, focus defensively, coming together, playing as a group, playing as a unit ever since they had the defensemen go down to injury, including Brody and uh, Riley. Uh, I've been impressed and they're getting a nice little underdog price here in this game. Uh, I think Toronto's got the capability to get it done. Down in Tampa, uh, the Leafs, a rare Leaf best bet for me. Toronto plus 115 uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning for my best bet here for this Saturday card. And that'll wrap up this edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Uh, thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like yep. button on the way out. And a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. We will talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 